that I'm uh, that we will stand and read starting out. I'm, we're, I'm, my message is going to be a little bit different this evening. Um, I will um, um, have um, uh, Sean to prepare to bring up Ephesians three and one, and Ephesians four and one. Ephesians three and one, Ephesians four and one, and also if it's Second uh, um, uh, Timothy one and eight. Second uh, Timothy one, Ephesians three and one, Ephesians four and one, Second Timothy one and eight. Um, and I want we're going to do some comparison here. And like I said, I don't have an opening text. Let's uh, just bow our heads and ask God to uh, to bless this word tonight. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this evening, we thank you and we praise you, God, for the privilege to be in your house once again. We ask, God, that you are moved by your Spirit as we get into your Word tonight. Give us, God, the, uh, the nuggets, God, that are found in your Word, that we might receive food and meat for our souls, that we may grow thereby. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Like I said, my message is going to be framed a little bit different tonight uh, than what I normally do. I don't have an open text, but I do have a thought that I uh, I want to share with you, something that uh, uh, the Spirit has kind of impressed upon me, and I want to uh, to share with you. And uh, I want to talk tonight on a subject entitled, The Paradox of Being a Liberated Prisoner. Of Christ, the paradox of being a liberated prisoner of Christ. Now, as uh, you know, a paradox is a seemingly contradiction. It is a inconsistency. It is something that's considered illogical. Uh, it's something that uh, verges on the point of an impossibility. Uh, when you talk about somebody being liberated and a prisoner at the same time, that's a paradox. Uh, it sounds illogical. It sounds like there's a contradiction there. Um, it's um, when you talk about someone being liberated uh, and, uh, and someone uh, uh, being a prisoner. Uh, but all of us who know the Lord and have been saved by His power and grace, I've been liberated. Amen? We have been made free. But in saying that, I want to show you some things in the Scripture, if he will bring up Ephesians 3 and 1, right now on the screen. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. The prisoner of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to bring up Ephesians 4 and 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Now, I'm not reading no longer uh, that because, as you know, I'm focusing on this phrase, the prisoner. Second Timothy 1 and 8. Be not therefore 
Uh, thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord and over me his prisoner, nor of me his prisoner. Uh, give me one more, um, uh, Sean and, uh, and Philemon, uh, one and one. Some people pronounce that Philemon, but it's actually pronounced Philemon. One and one. Can you get that uh, for us? Philemon, chapter 1 and verse uh, uh, verse 1. We'll give him over and over. As I was reading some of the writings of the Apostle Paul, I became perplexed by a continuing statement that he made in reference to his life in Christ. And reoccurrence, a reoccurring statement concerning he being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Over and over again, Paul uses this phrase. Now, that seems to be a contradiction. It seems to be something that's illogical. Um... Because we all know the words of Jesus in John 8 and 32 for one uh, a point of the matter. St. John chapter 8 and verse 32, we have the words of Jesus himself. It said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. Hallelujah. So, if the truth makes us free then it made Paul free. How in the world can a free man be a prisoner? That's a paradox. It's uh, a contradiction. It's an inconsistency. It seems to be uh, illogical. But I want you to know tonight that we are liberated prisoners of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm beginning to feel a little stir in my soul about this now. Hallelujah. I came tonight to declare unto you that the only way to be truly free is to be made a prisoner of the Lord. Hallelujah. The only way for you and I to be truly free is to be a prisoner of the Lord. Now, I don't want you to get concerned because we're not going to get all legalistic, and I'm not going to start telling you like some do that, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you got to follow this rule and that rule and, uh, and all this, uh, uh, to be, uh, to be saved and, and all of that. Things that churches have got people in their, in their lives that's literally got them bound by certain things where there's, uh, 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 they don't, they don't have no, no freedom whatsoever. Um, that's, that's not what, uh, that's not what God's all about. That's what not, what, uh, grace is all about. In saying that still, I am really, I mean, I gave you one, two, three, one, two, three, four, four places uh, where Paul used this phrase concerning him being a prisoner of the Lord. But yet we have been liberated. The Bible said the Spirit, for the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. If you've got the Spirit of the Lord living inside you, then there's got to be some liberty. But 
I just feel like God wants us to grow just a little bit tonight, and I want you to get a little deeper in the Word. I want want to put your mind to thinking, your spiritual mind. I want you to consider and and, and leave here tonight uh, with an understanding, and I'm I'm not going to bring this all, I ain't going to lengthen this thing out and and make it real uh, difficulty and, and long, but I want you to understand that even though that we have been liberated, yet we are still prisoners. Hallelujah. We're prisoners of the Lord. Now, I want you to get ready to put up 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And the first thing I want to talk about explaining this, how that we are liberated prisoners of Christ. First and foremost, number one, we are a prisoner of love. We are a prisoner of love. There used to be an old southern gospel song that in the 60s, uh, just about every southern gospel group that there, there was during, during that time recorded this song. And the song says, I'm a prisoner of love, a slave to the master. I willingly go through the heat and the cold. Then that tenor would come in there, something that I can't do. I seek no reward in this world below. That old bass singer would say, but today will come <laughs> when the pearly gates unfold. How many remembers that song? Anybody remembers that song? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A prisoner of love. We've been, we've been liberated, but yet we are prisoners because we are prisoner of his love. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Put it up there, brother. Hallelujah. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Think about that for a moment. Think about something that's in, 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 in constraints. Hallelujah. If you got something constrained, uh, then, uh, you know, you're in, uh, you're in control of it. And Apostle Paul said, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Church, I'm serious about what I say tonight. But what I do for the Lord, I don't do out of fear. What I'm doing here tonight, I don't do because I'm afraid if I die, I'll go to hell if I don't do it. What I do for God, I do out of love for Him. Hallelujah. I don't have to live the way I live. Something that I choose. He don't make me live. Like Brother Carl told those um, young men that time he came to his meeting. He, he says, he says you, you get right with the Lord and repent and get baptized. You feel the he says, you can still live the way you want to live. Do what you want to do. Amen. Hallelujah. We have that freedom in Christ. God does not want people to follow him out of fear because we're afraid we're going to be lost. Whatever we do for God should come out of a love out of our heart 
that I'm, I'm serving God because I love Him. Hallelujah. I'm not coming to church because uh, I, I, don't want, I, I, uh, I don't want to get preached on by the pastor if I don't come. Hallelujah. But when church time comes, I want, to, I want to make the effort to get up. And even though I'm tired and wore out and it takes a lot of energy and everything, I'm going to, get, I'm going to go to the house of God because I think about what all He's done for me. Hallelujah. I think about every time that he was there for me in the wee hours of the morning. I, want, I choose to go to his house and serve him because I know if it wasn't for him right now, I'd be graveyard dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. Apostle Paul said it's the love of Christ that constrains us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's, um, uh, we're not held by, by, uh, by real chains and constraints. Hallelujah. And, uh, and um, straight jackets and things of that nature. But it's the love of Christ that constrains us. Hallelujah. It's the love of Christ that keeps me from going out, amen, clubbing on Saturday night. Come on. It's the love of Christ, hallelujah, that keeps me from going down there and uh, getting up to the bar and ordering me a Bloody Mary or a screwdriver or, or something like that. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, God's not holding a gun on me saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. Hallelujah. But my life that I live is out of love for Him. It's the love of Christ that constrains. I've been free. I've been set free. I've been liberated. But yet I'm a prisoner of His love. His love has captivated me. Hallelujah. Oh, how He showed His love to me. How He's proved His love to me. It's just got a hold of me and it makes me want to do something for Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hadn't anybody in your life ever meant enough, uh, nothing to you that just you, you wanted to do something for them because you just felt, felt like it? Not, not because you had to, but you just felt like, you know, you wanted to do something for them out of appreciation, amen, or, or whatever. This is what we're talking about with our relationship between us and the Lord. It's the love of Christ. Hallelujah. It's His love. Hallelujah. That we have been liberated, but we, Paul said, I'm a prisoner still. I'm a liberated prisoner of Christ. When we fall in love with Jesus, His love will be the constraining factor which incarcerates us and holds us, His prisoner, to His will. Hallelujah. Well, I think some people need needs to get incarcerated around here tonight. Hallelujah. I believe somebody ought to get locked up around here tonight. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Ghost ought to throw you, amen, in the, in the cage and throw away the key. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then next time when you come to church, nobody will have to pump you and prize you to get you to worship God. Nobody has to prize you and pull you out of your seat. Oh, but you'll be willing to run those aisles because you've been set free. You're a prisoner of the life of the Holy Ghost right now. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! My Lord! Glory to God. The problem with a lot of people, they really haven't uh, fallen in love with Jesus. Come on. Some people, they got, uh, brother, brother Jeff Wilson used some of them big 
$2 words and I talk about religiosity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Religiosity. That's one of them words you almost got to get in the Holy Ghost to say it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. A, uh, a person caught up with religiosity is a person that's not in love with Christ. He's bound to some kind of man-made ordinance. Some man-made rules or guideline. Hallelujah. When people fall in love with Christ, man, it'll make the preacher's job a whole lot easier. Hallelujah. It'll make the devil have to fight that a whole lot harder. Hallelujah. Glory to God, when church people really fall in love. Jesus, I like that course. Falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever done. Falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever done. Hallelujah. Glory to God, in His arms I feel protected. In His arms never being rejected. Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, I've been liberated, but I'm a liberated prisoner. Hallelujah. I still got freedom. I can do what I want to do. He don't program me and make me do nothing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not just all programmed for this and for that. Hallelujah. I've been set free. I've been liberated. Hallelujah. But yet I'm a prisoner. Hallelujah. Let me, let me explain this to you a little bit more. Hallelujah. I've been liberated, but yet I'm a prisoner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Boy, don't try to preach my message. Let me preach it. Hallelujah. I'm just like, I'm just like Otis Campbell. I've had one too many. I just was to go ahead and go in and get the key, unlock the door, get in, clang it shut, because I know if I don't do it, Barney Fife's hot on my tread, he's going to get me anyway. But he, Barney Fife will wind up locking his own self up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that just amazes me how old Otis can just go in and out anytime he wants to. But that's what I'm talking about with us, Christ. Hallelujah. I choose, Brother Travis, to get those keys and open the door and put myself in the constraints. Hallelujah. Because I'm in love with Him. Hallelujah. I follow that book, Brother Paul, because I love Him. Hallelujah. Amen. I go by what that book says, Brother Joseph, because I'm in love with Him. The love of Christ constrains me. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we remodel this place, we gotta leave a we gotta leave a screw or a nail sticking out on the on the door. I don't know what all y'all guys gonna do when we take a spell on that. Hallelujah. We 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 got some more wall bangers, amen. Somebody told me that Randy was hitting on them walls this morning, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. A prisoner of love. That's what a liberated prisoner is. Then one other thing. We're prisoners of. We are prisoners of purpose. We're prisoners of purpose. Romans, Sister Darlene, 
quoted this scripture this morning in her testimony. Romans 8, verse 28. It's a verse a lot of people can quote by heart. We've been quoting it by heart for years because it has carried us through some tough times. Hallelujah. Hey, this recession right here, this recession's not nothing back to when we had three stair step children born one one after another. Uh, Jennifer uh, being born premature and her twin sister uh, not making it, and, and then she being in the children's hospital from November to the end of January, 1st of February, something like that, man, hospital bills galore. It was some struggling times. And um, uh, I look back and I don't know how we made it. Uh, it had to be it had to be the Lord that we made it. Uh, man, it's uh, some hard times. But it was during those times this scripture was posted and put up on our refrigerator a whole lot. And we looked at it a whole lot. Romans 8. 28, and we know, it don't say, and we think, it don't say we hope, it says we know that A-double-L all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called According to, see that parentheses around his purpose. I'm a liberated prisoner because I'm a, when I came to him, I became a prisoner of his purpose. Before I got saved, before I made him the Lord of my life, I did what Sammy Pruitt wanted to do. I went where Sammy wanted to go. Sammy Pruitt had goals. Hallelujah. Amen. Sammy Pruitt had had some aspirations about uh, 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 making it in, in the music field at one time, very, very early in his life, and uh, had some things with some, even some possible uh, uh, possibilities uh, uh, that happened uh, uh, back, back then. But, but as I began to step out to follow the Lord, and I was liberated. I became his prisoner because I became prisoner of his purpose for my life. There came a day and time in my life that what I wanted to do, what my goals was, was irrelevant. It didn't matter no more. Some of you are still having trouble and struggle with your life. And actually, one reason why you're still having some heartaches because you're still going against the grain of God's will. You're his child. You've been saved. You got his spirit in you, but you but you still want to follow what you, what you want to do. Well, now there you 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 still ain't surrendering yourself a hundred percent to the purpose of God in your life. I'm going to tell you something. There ain't nothing no more. Nobody no more miserable than a Christian who has been saved and filled with the Spirit of God who's still trying to focus on what they what they think their future should be. And I'm going to tell you, God looking at you right now, and He said, I could care less of what you want your future to be. I got a purpose for you. God said, I had a purpose for you before you was even thought of. 
I had a purpose for you for your mom and daddy gave you your name. Hallelujah. And if you want all kind of hell in your life, you go ahead and you bump up against all that all you want to because you ain't going to have nothing but hell and high water. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been liberated, but yet we are prisoners of His purpose. Everybody in here has got a purpose of God. Hallelujah. And I said all the time, and I see people that I know, I know is going and making decisions that's against the purpose of God. But they say, oh, Brother Sammy, I prayed about this. Yeah. You prayed about it, all right. You went out and you got you got counsel from this one and that one, and somebody else to finally you heard something. You got somebody would tell you what you wanted to hear. Hello. And am I telling you that you're going to be lost? No, I'm not talking about your soul, but I'm talking about you living a totally miserable life between here and heaven with no prosperity. Amen. Having to fight tooth and toenail all the way simply because you did not hold yourself prisoner to His purpose in your life. And that's a fact, folks. That's a fact. All things work together for the good to those who are called by His purpose. You can forget about the good if you're not following His purpose. You can forget about the good if you're not a prisoner of His purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are some reasons why that you've had to go through this thing and that thing in your life. There are some reasons why the devil has tried to kill some folks in here time and time again. Hallelujah. There's some reason why the devil didn't want to see see you live to see the sun come up. Hallelujah. Had all kind of things going going against you. Because the even the devil got better sense than you. The devil knows that there was a purpose, a design of God on your life. But yet you're so stubborn and hard headed and you say, Well, I've gone too far to turn back now. No, sir, you don't ever get too far to get your life focused on the purpose of God and tell the rest of it goodbye. I didn't, I didn't feel this when I started this message, but I, I can tell right now in my spirit that God is definitely speaking to somebody in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people that God has had a call and a purpose of their life to do great ministries, but they step over the boundaries of God. Did they... They take the liberty that God gives them and they run with it. And they do not hold their self hostage for the, for the, to be a prisoner of God. They do not walk into, uh, into that jail and open up that jail and, and go in, uh, hallelujah, on their own. Hallelujah. And God is not going to twist nobody's arm. Hallelujah. If God has got a work for me to do, if God's got a calling for me, Brother Paul, if I, if I don't out of my own free will choose to do it, 
sooner or later he, he's going to give it to somebody else because his work is going to be done. But Brother Dallas, somebody else will get my glory. Somebody else will get my blessing. Most of all, when, when I get to heaven, somebody else will get my reward. I'll reward. A lot of people think of just getting in heaven all this. But listen, there's all kind of rewards that's going to be posted and given out in glory. Did you know that? Hallelujah. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called. I'm talking about being a prisoner of His purpose. Hallelujah. I know what I'm talking about, folks. I've wrestled against God's purpose myself. There's a lot of things that, I, that Sammy Pruitt would like to have done in his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's, some, there's a whole list of stuff that I would that I left, I left to have done. But I could not do it because I'm a prisoner of the purpose of God. There's people who need the Word that God's going to give me to give them. And that if I don't fulfill my purpose, then their destiny is going to be short-lived. Hallelujah. I'm a prisoner of purpose. A prisoner of purpose. The purpose of God for my life is more important than my relationship with my wife. And everybody here knows I think you know how much that I love and appreciate my wife. I do my best to try to show that. But my purpose that God has for my life is more important than that. I would do anything in the world for my three children. I would literally lay down, man, God, I would lay down my life and I would die for every one of them. My grandchildren. But the purpose of God for my life is greater than that. I'm a prisoner of His purpose. If I don't willingly stay a prisoner of His purpose, somebody will die and go to hell and their blood will be on my hands. And God has called people to go on the mission field, to be missionaries. That's their purpose. But yet they go their own way, doing their own thing. And on the day of judgment, they're going to have blood dripping from their hands. Somebody will be lost. And they're going to stand there and they're going to see them cast in the lake of fire. And as they're falling off in the fire, they're going to look back at you. They're going to look back at me and say, You was the one that could have saved me from this fate. Hallelujah. When we become when we become prisoner of Christ, we become a prisoner of his purpose. For us in our lives. We are captivated by a desire to live for him. We are captivated by a desire to serve him. We are captivated to give up everything to His purpose in life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Liberated prisoners of the Lord. I'm fixing to close. Fixing to ask Brother Darrell to come up. Because there might be some folks in this house tonight who needs to come up here and kneel at some altars 
and grab the key like Otis and open the door yourself and walk in. God says, I'm not going to put you in there. God says, I ain't going to. God says, the Holy Ghost is not my deputy sheriff. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost is not God's deputy sheriff. He ain't going to run you down, track you down, and say, I got God want to serve on you. If you become a prisoner of God, it's because you choose to be. That's what a servant is. Another place Paul says, Paul, an apostle and servant of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you one more thing about servant. That word servant in the Greek is pronounced doulos. It means a bond slave. In the biblical times, when people went to work for folks, these people were poor. They were poverty in their life, and they would join hand on onto fields for for people, and they would become their servants. Well, according to the law of Moses, every seven years was a year of jubilee. Every every seven years, all debts were immediately eradicated. Hallelujah. If you owed somebody some money, I mean, after seven years, if it wasn't been paid, whoever you owe it to, they got to they got to send you a paid in full thing. Servants were set free. But if somebody had been serving somebody for seven years, and they realize, they say, my master's been good. He's treated me well. He's been fair. I've been given fair wages, good place to live. I don't know if I can live as well out outside as I can here. So he goes before the council and says, even though the seven years is up, the year of Jubilee, I choose to stay with my master. I choose. Not because that I'm forced, I'm made to do anything, but I do this of my own will. They take a hot auger and they literally bore a hole in the earlobe as a sign that person is chosen to stay in in this person's household from now on. They become what was called a bond servant, that they're servant for this person for the rest of their life, not out of force, but out out of choosing their own free will. God wants somebody to choose him today. God wants somebody of their own free will to say, Lord, you've liberated me. You've made me free. But I choose to be your prisoner. I choose to follow you. I choose to be a liberated prisoner of God. Stand with me. As Brother Darrell sings, Anybody needs to come, the altars are open. He touched me. Oh, he touched me.